time once again for our broadcast, Good News and Better News, where we spend 22 minutes advancing the theory that life really does not suck. And now, here is our host, author, screenwriter, and podcastman, Jonathan Richard Kring. You ain't famous. No, wait, no, wait a second. Maybe it was more like, you ain't famous. Or it could have been, you ain't famous. I, I can't remember the exact tone of voice, but this particular astute observation was offered to me once again last week by someone explaining to me why he was unconvinced why he should listen to my programming or my writing or my messages, because quite bluntly, I wasn't well known. I don't know, a little childlike Jonathan jumped up and said, I wanted to be defensive and just crack back and say, no, you're right. I haven't killed or raped anyone. I'm not cheating the American public. And I haven't invented a fake fur that impresses PETA. Therefore, welcome to obscurity. But actually, hopefully, there's a good word. I've lost my self-righteous need to be affirmed, to be acclaimed, to be one of the gang. Because I've read enough history to realize that those, those who really thought they were going to be eternally well-known are often but a footnote. Whereas those who labored faithfully for the betterment of their souls and the lives of others gain much attention after their demise because what they said and believed lasted. It lasted past the moment of greed and marketing. I suppose there may be a school of thought that if there was some great truth out there, that certainly... Some publisher, promoter, or business would have discovered it and promoted it out and put it out there and thrust it to the forefront. This might seem true unless we actually stop and consider what. Yes, what is thrust in our faces. We are continually bombarded with stories about what happens when mediocrity is put in charge. This is what we call famous. So I thought I, I want to just take the next several weeks with you beautiful people to, to, to discuss the idea of a vision for 2020. What we could do to transcend the common yawn that's out there and maybe change it to a bit more yearning. I, I think it all starts by understanding the ground rules, and there are some. 
Because religion seems to have like a little speck of the idea of how things work, education and other. Maybe business has a third contribution and entertainment. Well, entertainment offers some insight. But no one, I said no one, no one, no one, seems to put it all together. For here it is, the earth where we live is not spiritual. It is practical. It is three-dimensional. And it is filled with a possibility for common sense. When we become afraid of common sense, we start once again to chase superstition. But the earth doesn't run with superstition. It runs better when it's given an atmosphere for peaceful, harmonious, loving interaction. Peaceful, harmonious, loving interaction. So it is our responsibility to stop the war that seems to exist among science, Mother Nature, and humanity. Because these three, science, Mother mother Nature, and humanity, were meant to be the earthly explanation, the earthly presence, the earthly vision, the earthly evidence of the Spirit of God. You can go to church for a thousand years and you may not find God. But when you put science, Mother Nature, and humanity together, you'll find God right at the center. So, so every time somebody says to me, you can't say God. Actually, nothing could be further from the truth. Every, every piece of scientific fact, every discovery and progress has the fingerprints of God all over it, just as our climate, our atmosphere, and nature around us just seems to scream, proclaiming the loving presence and the intelligence of a caretaker. And humanity, now humanity, with its blending of the jungle with the heavens and the monkey with the angels, certainly, is definitely a representation, sometimes a comedy, of the mingling of spirit and truth. I, I, you just can't have science without God. And you can't have God without science. And Mother Nature creates the climate, the situation, you will, the, the playground for humanity. If you're not prepared to study these three together, then you're really not prepared to study who God is or you're more than likely prepared to dump him from the scene. You'll, you're going to end up with some sort of wacky rendition of religion that has favoritism of one tribe over another or the worship of a creature in the eternities who's, who's filled with vengeful thoughts, who is anxiously awaiting an opportunity to reign, 
to rain hell down on sinners. God used science to make everything. It must be that way because science is still here. Everything was not made and then stayed the same. Everything evolved. It succeeded or it failed, and now it's either growing or it's extinct. What we used to believe about the universe has changed. Let's be honest, it continues to change. Even from morning to night, the revelations continue. If we'll just stand back, awestruck, if you don't mind, if we stand back awestruck over the magnitude of how our planet and the universe are constructed. Well, this science leads us to Mother Nature. Mother Nature is now just how science manifests itself on our planet, in our daily weather, our daily endeavors, our daily maps and typography, and all of our surroundings. It's why we have seed time and harvest, summer and winter, day and night, hot and cold. This all trickles down from science, which contains the makings, to Mother Nature, which is the process we live in, arriving at humanity. Human beings are the ones who have the responsibility and also the blessing of taking care of all their less adept fellow creatures on the earth. We're also in charge of protecting and caring for one another. We're, and we're encouraged to prosper and be in good health. We're told to be fruitful and multiply and replenish the earth. Not depleted, by the way. Not suck out all of its supplies. Replenish it. Why are we told to replenish the earth if depletion was not in the making, not a possibility? And why would we be told to replenish it if it were not in our power to do so? So I'm telling you quite kindly that you, you just can't understand the issues that are happening in our day during this election season, nor, nor cast a vision for life as we, as we forge our way through 2020 without understanding that God is manifested to us through science. That's the way things are put together. Mother Nature, the way things play out, and humanity, our distinguished cast of characters. If you attack any of these three, you end up struggling with the heavens. If you ignore any one of these three, you might find yourself ignored as well. So as we discuss what the difference is between an issue and a non-issue, you will find me referring back to these ground rules 
science, Mother Nature, humanity. Keep them in mind, would you? For the good news is, God is the great scientist of all time who has given us a natural order which we can study, learn, and find a way to prosper. And the better news is, he has given us billions of fellow human beings so we can learn from them, we can aid them, and most importantly, we can love them. That's it for today. Stay tuned next week when we will gather once again and find ways to put the pin back in the grenade. Be sure to subscribe and follow us on social media and at goodnewsandbetternews.com. <laughs>